Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. Thank you very much. Yes, so I'm here to speak to you today. Um, As you might have realised, the children and the young people are in with us today, and usually I would be out with them, but it's great for us all to be here together as one big family today. And there's an aspect in which, you know, during the worship with the the videos and us worshipping together, there's an aspect in which you think this is what church is really about. Um, The Bible talks about one generation commending your work to the next. And in other words, it's like one generation passing on who God is to the next generation. And um, so it's my privilege to, to be here today. And hopefully... Um, what I feel God's spoken to me about will have something that can touch each one of us, whether we're zero or 100. <laughs> hopefully there's no one in here. Well, not hopefully. I hope there is someone in here who's 100. <laughs> um, so we've just finished a series called I Dare You, which was all about prayer. And we're going into a series which is called At The Movies, which is essentially we want to bring people that don't yet know Jesus so that they can um, come to services that are more based around watching films and maybe films that they've already seen, but then entwining the gospel into those things. And I was kind of thinking, okay, God, what what would you want to say in between those things? And so I'm going to kind of... um, jump in on the back of the I Dare You series, and I've called the talk today, I Dare You to Move. And some of the more um, kind of noticeable among you will notice that it's actually a Switchfoot song, um, which is a band that I like, they're a Christian band. Uh, and I was listening to the song the other day, after I'd kind of prepared this thinking of the talk, and I just thought, yeah, this is quite a good thing to name the talk today. And I've put in the thing underneath, I don't know if you can read it, but it says, responding to the call of Jesus to follow him. And each one of us, whether we believe in Jesus or not at this point, have a response that we have to make to who Jesus is. And Jesus once said to the person that we're going to be looking at today, or well, to his disciples, who do you say that I am? And the person that we're going to be looking at today said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Some of you will know who that is already, um, but who we're going to be looking today is uh, today at is Peter, the Apostle Peter. How many of you have heard of Peter before? Yeah, most of us in the room. So Peter was one of the three people that Jesus was really close to. He, he was in Jesus's inner circle, and we often see him in the Gospels putting his foot in it in some way or another. He was a very outspoken individual. He was a fisherman. The fishermen in the time of Jesus were the kind of working class of the day. And so he was um, your sort of the earth kind of guy. And he liked to um, kind of tell it how it was. And because the children were here today, I thought that we'd start by doing a fisherman-themed game. Okay? And the two... Two of the working class people at the time, because Jesus often spoke in stories, didn't he, of things that were readily available to people so that they can understand things. Kind of like we're going to be doing the At The Movie series. We're going to use stories that a lot of people will know and 
um, bring the kingdom of God into those stories, Jesus used to do exactly the same thing. So he used to talk about fishermen, he used to talk about farmers, he used to talk about shepherds, he used to talk about these, these people that everyone knew about that were the working class people of the day. And so our game is going to be fishermen and shepherd themed. So can I have nine volunteers come up on the stage? Come on, Xavier. Max, do you want to come as well? Yeah, we've got three. Is it Sunny? Is that your name? Cool. Great. How many are we on now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Perfect. Okay. Now, I need three shepherds and six fishermen. So, on the count of three, if you want to be a shepherd, put your hand up. One, two, three. Okay, we've got two over there. If you guys come over this side then, we need one more. Who wants to be a shepherd as well? <laughs> Isaac? There we go. Okay, if you guys come over here, come over this side. Now, I'm going to get you your equipment that you're going to need to be a shepherd. <laughs> That almost ended badly. <laughs> right, now, I went back in time and brought back a biblical uh, shepherd staff. So here you go. These are torches. Now, if you flick it up, it goes to a torch like that, see? Don't flick it down because it will be a UV light and it won't work. Okay, you guys have what you need. You guys need... Okay, sorry, they've got a bit of grass on them. Uh, who wants to be the red team? Xavier and Max, you, you guys? No? You want to be the red team? You're in the red team as well. What colour do you guys want to be? Orange? Blue? You guys be orange. Okay, can I have a hand from someone to get this paddling pool up on it? Thank you. If we just put it like in the middle here somewhere, that would be great. Okay, shepherds, what you guys are going to be doing is around the room, hidden, there are three different colours of chocolate bars. Okay? Now, there's eight of each colour, okay? So there's red, there's red, there's orange, and there's blue, okay? So, Isaac, I'm going to put you with the blue team. And what's your name? Sophia, you're going to be with the red team. And what's your name? Arthur, you're going to be with the orange team. Okay, so you're looking for the orange chocolate bars. Okay, don't confuse the orange with the red, yeah? You're not colourblind, are you? No, good. Okay, red, you're going to get the red ones and you're getting the blue ones, okay? You're on a team with your brother. That's good, isn't it? Okay, now... Orange team, you have to put all of the orange balls from here into your bucket, okay? Oh, you've already got some in yours. You don't want that in there. Oh, put it back in then. You guys are getting all of the red ones. And guess what colour you guys are getting? Is that not what I said? Red. Oh, well... Yeah, okay. 
Thank you, Joella. Okay. Are you guys ready? You're going to start on the count of three. You guys need to run and find all the different things, okay? Now, they're going to be in the room somewhere, and they're not going to be anywhere dangerous, okay? So don't go, don't go around here. They're not going to be around here. They're not going to be in the pile of chairs back there. They're going to be like under people's chairs and against the wall and things like that, okay? Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, boys, get the balls. Sorry if you didn't get one. I've got lots of um, coloured balls, though, if you prefer. <laughs> Okie dokie. Sorry. <laughs> okay, can we get the, uh, the next slide up? Thank you. So, today we're going to be looking at Peter. If we can turn to Mark 1 together... Now, if you don't have a Bible today, I'm not going to put the verses on the screen because I like people to read their Bibles. Now, if you don't have a Bible, under Xavier's chair there, there's a pile of like 25 Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, can you put your hand up and Sonny and Xavier are going to bring you a Bible? That's it. Keep your hands up. There's loads and loads here. Maybe if we can get someone else to give them a hand. That's it. Keep your hands up. Make sure that you have a Bible. Again, I need these Bibles back at the end if that's all right, because these are the youth Bibles. <laughs> so we're going to turn to Mark 1. Now, some of the Bibles that are being handed out is only the New Testament, so it's going to be the second book. If you've got one of the black ones with Holy Bible on the front, you're going to need to go to the contents page. That's the easiest way. And you're going to Mark chapter 1. Okay? And we're going to follow Peter through the, the Gospels, the stories about Jesus, and have a little look at his life. So, Mark 1, verse 16 to 18. Is everybody there? Yeah? Okie dokie. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. Now, Simon was called, uh, sorry, Peter was called Simon and Jesus changes his name. Yeah, are we all aware of that? He was often called Simon Peter. So Simon or Peter is there with his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. So straight away we see a little aspect of who Peter is by the fact that some guy comes to him and tells him to follow him and he leaves his livelihood, everything that he's ever known, and goes and follows this guy. So sometimes in life we have those moments of Jesus coming to us and saying, follow, follow me. So it could be... You're really comfortable in your job or where you're living or in the country that you live in. And Jesus says, come and follow me to this other part of the world. You know, you hear stories of these amazing missionaries that have been sent from our country, England, around the world. And some of them had only just come to know Jesus. And then he tells them where to go and they just do it. 
And Jesus talks about having a childlike faith. And a child, I mean, the, the guys here were quite good examples today. If I told them to do something, they just did it, what I told them. There was no questioning. There was no, I mean, there was a little bit from Joella, actually, wasn't there? But it was a good, it was a good question to have. Um, but they just did what I told them to do. And I want us to just remember that. And we're going to follow Peter, as you can see from the timeline up here. We're going to go to the next bit, which is just entitled Come. So if we go to Matthew 14, so the book before Mark, we're going back a little bit. Matthew chapter 14. Verse 22 to 23. No, sorry, not 22 to 23, 22 to 33. I'm just going to read little bits of it. So it's in, it's in this little section, 22 to 33, but we're just going to pick up on little bits. So if we go down to verse 27, so the disciples are on the water and it's dark, it's night time, and suddenly they see a figure walking towards them and they had the reaction that I think most of us would have. They were pretty freaked out by it. And so Jesus says to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And then Peter in the next verse, verse 28, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus replies, come. And then a lot of us will know the story. Jesus, um, Peter steps out of the boat and begins walking towards Jesus on the water. And then suddenly he begins to be aware of his surroundings, aware of his environment, and he begins to sink a little bit. And then Jesus comes and picks him up out of the water and they walk together back onto the boat. Now, again, we can go back to what we just said about having a childlike faith of Jesus said, follow me. And Peter just did it. He didn't think about the consequences. He didn't think about what this might mean for his fish business. He just went and followed him. Again, the minute that Peter knew that it was Jesus, what did he do? If it is you, tell me to come and I'll come. And immediately, he doesn't even think about it. He just gets out of the boat and begins to walk towards Jesus. And when does he begin to sink? It's when he begins looking at himself and the environment around him. And then we come to the denial. And this is a story around the time of the crucifixion, which is in John 18. We're going to turn there very, very briefly. So we're going to go forward three books in the Bible to John. Chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 15, and then we're going to jump forward a bit. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard, but Peter had to wait outside the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. Uh, You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold, and the servant and official stood around the fire they had made to keep warm. Peter was also standing there with them, warming himself. And then we're going to go down to uh, verse 25. So, It tells another part of the story, and then it says, Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. 
One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the rooster began to crow. And that point when the rooster began to crow was significant to Peter because earlier Jesus had told him that you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. And so imagine Peter's feeling when he had denied Jesus three times and then he hears that rooster crow. And then we're going to go forward just a couple of chapters to John 21. And this is the passage we're going to kind of be focusing on today. So John chapter 21. So Jesus, the context of this part of the story is Jesus has died and he's risen again three days later. Okay, And he's appeared to his disciples a couple of times and this is the context that they're in. Okay, so John 21. We're going to read quite a bit, so follow along with me. I'll read it quite quickly. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. Now, what do you notice about that? Where are they? Back right where we started. Where did Jesus call them from? The Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realise that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you caught any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed him on the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there, with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back in the boat and dragged the fish ashore. And then in verse 12, it says, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Then if we go down to verse 15, down to verse 15. When they had finished eating, Simon, uh, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he's talking about the fish. Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You must know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. And we're going to pause there. Now, what's amazing about Jesus in this story is that let's, let's not forget that Peter has denied Jesus three times. And what's the thing that he does in the beginning of the story? He says, I'm going to go fishing. And so he goes back to the thing that Jesus, right at the beginning of the story, told him to say, come and follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. But he went back to fishing for fish. Yeah, are you kind of following me along? And then how many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. 
And how many times does Jesus ask him if he loves him? Three times. So for the three times that Peter denied Jesus, Jesus restores him back to the place that he was. And I love the fact that he did it over breakfast and that he was waiting on the shore. He didn't curse him because he'd gone back to the thing that he shouldn't have been doing. He just loved him. And if we go to the next slide, now there's a a literal translation of the Bible called Young's Literal Translation. And this is literally, so bearing in mind, this was written like the very early 20th century. So it's quite an old translation. And Jesus therefore said to them, lads, have ye any meat? And I love the fact that Jesus, in the original language, he uses what we would say lads. And he doesn't beat them up because they've gone back to the thing. Bearing in mind, these were the guys that Jesus wanted to use to spread his message globally. They're the reason that we're here today, partly. Obviously, Jesus is the main reason. But they were the ones that spread the message around the world. And he comes and finds them fishing, doing the very thing that he had called them out from doing. And not only that, but they'd gained a whole load of other people to, to fish with them. Other people that he had called out, he'd actually, they'd actually brought them back to do the same thing with them. But Jesus just says, lads, come and bring me some fish and let's just talk about this together. And for the three times that Peter denied him, Jesus says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And today, I think That's the question that Jesus is asking every single one of us. Do you love me? And for different ones of us, that might mean different things. So, for example, maybe we are at the stage of following him for the first time. Like when Peter is fishing and Jesus says, follow me, and he just leaves it everything and says, okay, I'll do it. Or maybe we're at a stage of faith where Jesus is saying, come out of the boat and follow me into the water, into the things that you've never done before, into the things that you thought were impossible. And so we get out of the boat and we follow him there. Or maybe we're at the point today where Jesus is saying, come out of the thing that you've gone back to because you're too ashamed to follow me now and come back to a place of personal relationship with me. So whichever stage we're at today, there's Jesus has a place for every single one of us. Now what's amazing, if you're still in John chapter 21, where we were reading, just turn over the page and you'll be in Acts chapter 2. And the Peter that we read about in the book of Acts is quite a different character to the one that we've read about in the Gospels. So Acts chapter 2 verse 14 says this, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Now, what's happened before this is the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the disciples. So the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God has come and is now living inside of the disciples. And then if we, so Peter then goes on because the crowd are amazed because these men have come out just being filled with the Holy Spirit and are now talking to all these people about who Jesus is. And Peter explains it um, to the people that are there. He uses the prophecy in Joel chapter 2. And we're going to go forward a little bit and we're going to go down to verse 37. I love this verse. When the people heard this, so when they heard Peter's preach has just happened in the verses in between, 
it says they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And when we step into the call of God that he has for us as individuals and as a church, then we can speak the words that God has for us to say. And people will come to us and say, what must I do? And then if we go forward, and we can kind of see the result of Peter's talk in verse 41. It says, those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their numbers that day. And as a church, we believe that God's told us that we need to tell 5,000 households about who Jesus is. 5,000 households. So, you know, back in the time of the book of Acts, 3,000 people was a lot of people. It was a big number of people. So we need to learn something from the life of Peter, every single one of us, if we're going to get anywhere close to seeing those things happen. Does that make sense? You're following along. Okay, last bit of scripture that we're going to read is in 1 Peter. So guess who wrote this book? (laughs) Now, remember how our game, we had two different characters, didn't we? We had shepherds and fishermen. Peter was the fisherman who got called out of fishing for fish to fish for people. But what does Jesus say to him in John 21? He says, feed my lambs. Yeah, he says, do you love me? Peter says, yes. He says, feed my lambs. And then he says, do you love me? Peter says, yes. He says, feed my sheep or take care of my sheep. Now, today we've got the lambs in the room, the children, and we've got the sheep in the room, us that are adults, all of us together. And listen to what Peter says years later to the people that he's writing to. Now, Peter's writing to the elders among you, okay? So we could say, let's call that the adults, because all of us, we might not be elders in a church, but we're the elders maybe in our home, or maybe in the position that you're in at work, you're an elder, you're a gatekeeper of that workplace. So let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5, and we're going to start reading in verse 2. 1 Peter 5 verse 2. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. So again, maybe that's your family. Maybe that's your friends at school. The children are included in this. Maybe that's people that you work with. Watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, this is for the younger guys in the room, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud but favours the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And this morning, wherever we're at today, whether we're at the point of following Jesus for the first time, whether we're at the point of stepping out of the boat, or whether we're at the point of stepping out of the boat because we've gone back to it because of shame, God wants each one of us to make the decision to humble ourselves under his hand because he's the one that will raise us up and to cast our cares on him. So if I could just get Timmy and Nick to come up and just um, play a little bit, that would be great.
Because this morning, Jesus is asking us to step out of the boat. Do you notice how the stories that we read today all had boats in them? The boat of following him for the first time, leaving everything, not thinking about the cost, but having that childlike faith to follow him. The boat of faith. Maybe it seems it's impossible that God can change your financial situation or a member of your family situation. Or the boat of shame, stepping out of the comfort of going back to what you know because you feel God could never use you again. Peter is the ultimate example that God can use you again. What happens when he gets in right relationship with God and he gets filled with the Holy Spirit? 3,000 people believe in his message. And God wants to say to each one of us today, from the youngest to the oldest, there is greatness inside of you guys. There is greatness inside of you because there is the opportunity for Jesus himself to be inside of you. And every single one of us today that's here is here for a reason, is here for a purpose. And Jesus is saying to you, come, come and follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And some of us in the room, God wants us to be shepherds. People that walk alongside people. You know, a shepherd looks after a sheep right from when it's a lamb, right until it grows up. And if we use the spiritual analogy for that, right from when someone first comes to know Jesus to them maybe standing up here and telling other people about him. God wants us to be shepherds of those people, shepherds of our flock that he's given to us. That could be your children. And then other ones of us might be fishermen. Of like everywhere we go, we're pulling people out of the water and getting them into the church. And then maybe a shepherd will come alongside and disciple that person. And for our At The Movie series that's coming up, we're going to need both people to work together, the fishermen and the shepherds, in order to bring in the, the people that God has. Not because we want to get more people into the room, but because we want lives to be changed. And I'm not... I'm not um, Uh, bad-mouthing the fishermen but I just want to focus on the shepherds because Peter with years of experience behind him when he's talking in this passage he says be shepherds of God's flock doesn't he not not fishermen of God's flock because I think Peter understood something of when you're a fisherman you don't have any part in raising or developing that fish you just throw your line in and pull it out and that you don't think anything else of it but a shepherd walks with that sheep day by day, week by week, month by month. They don't just bring them to the At The Movie series and then let them decide for themselves and pass them on to the church leadership to then deal with. They walk with that person day by day, week by week, moment by moment. They're with them just as much when they've gone through their divorce as when they're inviting them to to come to church in the first place. They're walking with those people. The Bible also talks about if, if a shepherd has 100 sheep, and one goes off, lost, he leaves the 99 others and goes after that one sheep. And for some of us, we need to maybe distance ourselves from certain people because they're already saved, they're already doing really well, and go after that person. Go after that individual that has got lost and that needs you at that time. Meeting up with them every week for a coffee and to help them get themselves back on their feet again sending them scriptures every single day. We need to almost zone in on certain individuals because when we say 5,000 households, those people, 
that we're talking about are individuals. It's not, it's not massive numbers, it's people. Jesus cares about people. Just as much as he cares for all of us that are here today and that a lot of us can say we've seen him change our lives, he wants to change so many other people's lives through us today. And to all the children in the room that are listening today, you guys are so much part of this as well. In the youth this year, we've run Youth Alpha twice. And we've seen young people, so, you know, the age of of some of you guys in the room today, 14 years old, 15 years old, 11 years old, bring their friends that don't know Jesus. Their parents aren't even Christians yet. And they bring them to Alpha and they become Christians. So you don't need to wait for the parents to become Christians for Jesus to change people's lives. You can change people's lives now from your age. You are so included in this. And Jesus says that we should actually look to the children and learn from them because of their faith. Because children, if you tell them that God wants them to do something, they will believe it and they'll do it. They had that faith that Peter had of, well, if Jesus is telling me to walk on water after him, then I'll just do it. I'll just give it a go. And so today I dare you to move out of the boat that you're in out of those three scenarios, whether it's following him for the first time, whether it's following him as an act of faith, or whether it's following him out of the shame that the enemy's trying to hold you in today. Jesus wants you to step out of the boat and to follow him. And together we will see 5,000 households, men, women, children, come to know who he is. Can we just, um, I feel that it's right that we just bow our heads today. We're not going to stand up and just respond to God in the way that you feel you need to today. Whichever one of those three scenarios, maybe you need to accept Jesus for the first time this morning. And you've still got questions, you've still got some doubts, you're still not 100% sure. But I've still got questions, I've still got doubts. But I've stepped out of the boat and I've said, do you know what? You've said, follow me. And today I'm going to follow you. Jesus is calling to you today and saying, do you love me? And each one of us, every single person on this planet has to answer that question of Jesus. Do you love me? What are you going to do with the facts of who I am, of what I've done and of the cross? Maybe you feel too ashamed to follow Jesus anymore because of the things that you've done. But Peter can be your example today of God still has a plan for you. God still has things for you to do. God still has miracles for you to see while you're here. Step out of that boat of shame. Don't go back to the things that you used to be involved in before you knew him. Choose to step back out of that boat today out of the boat of addiction, out of the boat of shame, out of the boat of brokenness and choose to follow him today. And in the midst of situations that you thought were impossible, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of not knowing when your next paycheck's going to come in, choose to step out of the boat with Jesus today. Choose to trust him and who he is. Lord Jesus, we just invite you into this place today. Lord, we invite you into our hearts. 
we choose to step out of those boats today. As you call us to come and follow you, Lord Jesus, we respond to that call today by stepping out of the boats of uncertainty, stepping out of the boats of shame, stepping out of the boats of doubt, and we step into the plan, into the purpose that you have for us, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the flock that you've given every single one of us, whether it's our friends at school in our class, whether it's our friends at work, whether it's our family, our children, or even our parents. We take responsibility for the flock that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to do things in our own strength, but we rely on what Peter calls the chief shepherd. Lord, we remember the words of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our shepherd and that enables us to shepherd our flocks, Lord Jesus, that you've given us in the way that you want us to. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.